All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. everybody welcome to another episode of dropping the gloves it's a beautiful day tim (laughs) i'm having a great time i'm excited for this episode i think everybody listening is excited for this episode and the reason being is this there's not many times i get to say suck it tim except for every episode how do you like them apples before we press record before we press record on this episode tim was almost in tears that's not true. He, he literally on. said, I should have prepared more for this because I'm not, I haven't fully digested the Bergeron retirement. And I, and I said, are you kidding? You're joking, right? And he said, no, I'm not. He was a Bruin for 19 years. It's a big deal. And I guess I've never really been a true diehard fan for one team like you have where a retirement would hit me that hard, but I'm going to let you have the floor, Tim, before I just go scorched earth on <laughs> your Bruins because I, I'm chomping at the bet. You did get a lot of nice messages from listeners wondering how you were doing. I did. You had, had Char lot two years ago, and Tuka Rask, and Bergeron, and Tom Tom for the Patriots left to go to Tampa Bay, and now you got Lucic coming back, friend of the show. So that's that's something. That helps. It's a been a bit. rough couple of years, so I'm just going to back away, turn my mic off, and I'm going to let you roll. So get it off your chest. It's okay to cry. This is a safe space. But, no, it's not. No, it's not. But no, I will mock you for years if you do cry. So <laughs> go ahead, Tim. Okay, the reason I said that is because I didn't really have anything prepared. The news broke literally 10 minutes after we recorded the last episode. And so it's been like 48 hours. And if it had happened live on the show, I wish it did. And I could have actually reacted. I've had some time to like process a little bit. So, and I didn't really prepare a statement. Um, 19 years is a long time to wear this book. It's, it's a good point. I never really thought about it for you. Like you, you became a player longer than you got to be a fan of hockey. And so I'm 32. So basically two thirds of my life, he was a Bruin and I was a diehard fan that whole time. And not only was he around for that long, but he was like the epitome of class on and off the ice. I I likened it to Derek Jeter, where even in the height of like the Red Sox Yankees thing, you never hated Jeter. We hated A-Rod. We hated Giambi. We hated Cano. We hated Teixeira. Never hated Jeters. Couldn't do it. Respected him too much. And this is sort of what it's like, where like how many times is a player who's not like, 
a Gretzky level type, a Crosby level type when Crosby retires. Like the that'll that'll be the hockey world for a year, right? Ovechkin. Bergeron, not at that level, but the fact that like brands are coming out and players like Crosby is so moved that he has to release a statement through the Penguins. Like there's a lots of that happening around the league because he's the most one of the most, if not the most respected player in person in the league. And he has been for a long time. So in, in, in my lifetime, he's probably my favorite Boston athlete. Tom Brady being close. Um, he's definitely my favorite Bruin of all time. And I've been very lucky to, to watch him for, for all these years. And he will be missed. And there's all kinds of implications for what this means for the Bruins. But um, there's lots of interesting little tidbits and nuggets about this retirement. One of the first things I'll point out is that the Bruins pretty much right away released this video of all the teammates saying goodbye. Not all of them, but the ones who have been around for a few years, the McAvoy, Carlo, Marchand, all that. And and Ty Anderson, who's a Bruins writer, um, Boston-based, he pointed out that they're all wearing what they wore on the media release day um, at the end of the season, which was over a month ago. So Bergeron has known for several weeks at least um, probably longer. He had that little goodbye moment on the ice when they lost game seven in Boston. So it's not, I think it's, uh, was inevitable looking back. It sucks because not a lot of players can leave when they're still, you know, an elite talent on the ice. A lot of guys, they stick around too long and they get embarrassed and they don't, not that they tarnish their legacies, but they just leave a sour taste in your mouth as they go out. And he's leaving kind of at the top from a personal level. He just put up all these points, just won the Selkie, and then he retires, leaving only positive memories. So a lot of respect for him. I love him. I miss him. And uh, John, I'll, I'll turn it over to you. Did you just say you love him? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> that's, 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 a, that's a lot. Well, I, I won't say he didn't. I don't think he left on a positive note. Don't. John, <laughs> just don't, don't, don't. Well, he didn't. He won because the Selkie a week ago. He played the last three games of the season and he was minus six. John, can I give you some advice? Does a Selkie winner go minus six in the playoffs in three <laughs> games? Yes, apparently. Because Apparently. Just... Uh, he got that Selkie from sentimental reasons. It was almost like oh, a John, parting, just... parting award. Just okay. I know you're just trolling, so I'm just not going to. Well, I'm just saying. Hey, listen, I, I I'm not going to slight the guy. He was, is an incredible player, but I'm going to call it like I see it. I don't think he should have won the Selkie this year, and he was dash three, dash six, and three games this year in the playoffs. The Selkie has nothing to do with the playoffs, and has nothing to do with what happened in three games. It's based he's on the re- he's the reason they lost in the playoffs. John, can I give you some advice? <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> Oh, but all kidding aside, he was a great player. I agree. It, it, it's it's nice to see him go off on his own terms. I agree. It was sad to see players that I know are good friends of mine just stick around going from first line guys. And all of a sudden you see him on the fourth line and it's like, you don't belong there, Patrick Marlowe, Joe Thornton. That's not where you belong. You should have got out a little bit beforehand. I know they're chasing a cup and Bergeron, three cup finals, two cup losses, Olympic champion. One cup like, win. Just say that. The positive, John. Come on. Okay. Okay. One cup win there. But no, great player. Incredible player. Good for him going off on his own terms. It begs a question, Tim. Hall of Fame. 
he was a very like selkie, the best arguably two-way player of our era, maybe of all time. Is that enough to get into the Hall of Fame? When you look at his numbers, he played 19 years, like you mentioned, for one franchise. Very hard to do these days. Always healthy, pretty much. Multiple 82, 80-game career seasons. Just a horse. Almost 1,300 games, 1,294, 1,040 points. Not quite a point-per-game guy. Is he a first ballot? Please lock him in, Tim. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. The the personal trophies, the championship, the gold medal, like all these world junior stuff, all the world championship stuff. Like he's, I forget what it is. It's like the triple cup, triple crown or whatever. Where yeah, you, Memorial you, Cup, Olympic yeah. gold, and Stanley Cup. He's got only a, like and four the guys AHL done too, it or right? something. Like, I don't know. I don't no. think the AHL's in there, but yeah, he he's done it all. Good for him. It begs the question: Who's the next captain? When you look at the the Bruins roster. There's not a lot of, I don't want to say leadership, but guys you would look to to lead a team. I know Brad Marchant is great. He's an elite player, but he's 35. And he's not exactly the clean cut face of the franchise you don't necessarily want to look to for, for an original six team. David Pasternak, you just gave him this long extension. Much like the Elias Pettersson in Vancouver, fantastic players. World-class players. I don't think he's your captain, right? I don't, I don't think he's the guy you're going to want to look to when, when times get tough. The unflappable leader. The Patrice Bergerons of the world. Charlie Coyle. Pavel Zaka. I don't think it's them. I think you got to look on the back end. The only obvious choice in my eyes is Charlie McAvoy. We agreed on this the other day. Do you think in the next few weeks it'll be Charlie McAvoy's team, Tim? That would be my pick. Um, the only thing I can think of is if they go short term, if they give it a year or two to Marchand or even Krejci if he comes back. I know he's old, but he he could be that guy. He he would have been that guy if 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 not for Bergeron. So he's kind of like that that leader that has the class that is that can bring people together. Unlike I don't know some other players on the team, but it's McAvoy. He's he's the next long term captain for sure. Whether it happens this year or next, do you give it to JVR? <laughs> yeah. he's been a captain in this league so maybe give it to jvr has he been a captain i don't think so assistant yeah. longtime assistant in philadelphia all right all that the captaincy the hall of fame the send-off from the players now we need to get down to nitty-gritty don sweeney has some work to do if what is being said is true he's known about this for a long time which i don't think he has i think they filmed those little goodbye montages with the anticipation that he does retire but they weren't sure because if that was the case, Don Sweeney would have done a lot of things differently up until this point. Maybe he doesn't get Trent Frederick and Jeremy Swayman going to arbitration. Maybe he ties those knots up a little bit earlier, knowing that this money is not going to be spent on Patrice Bergeron. That's behind us. We have to look forward. What does Don Sweeney have to do now? You have two guys that file for arbitration, two key people for your future on this team. Trent Frederick, who's a very valuable third and fourth line forward, does a little bit of everything. Maybe not as necessary now that they brought in some toughness with Milan Lucic, but still, he is a guy you want to keep on your team. And Jeremy Swayman, young goaltender, athletic, friend of the show, has proven he can do it. Played, what, 40 games last year? Put up great numbers. You want to re-sign this kid. Looking at Ilya Samsonov's number, 3.55. That's a scary number. If you're Jeremy Swayman, you're going, who are my comparables? It's Ilya Samsonov. He's going to be asking for 3.55 for multiple years. 
do the Bruins want to give him that? I don't think so. When you look at their cap numbers, Tim, it ain't pretty. Even without signing Patrice Bergeron, even with letting Taylor Hall go, even with letting Todd Bertu- or, uh, um, Tyler Bertuzzi go, even getting rid of Dmitry Orlov, Felino, even Felino, not signing David Krejci, they are still in cap hell. What do the Bruins have to do to make this work to be a contending team next year? Because as it stands right now, we were talking before the show, their first line center, Tim, is Pavel Zaka. Who? Who? Exactly. It's Pavel Zaka is their first line center. And that is an issue for the Boston Bruins. What do they have to do? You're the Bruins guy. You're crying over spilt milk all the time. Barshawn should have scored on that breakaway. They They went all in last year. Rightfully so. They were the president's trophy winner. They mortgaged the future. They traded all their first rounders. They went out and got every talent that was out there. Bertuzzi, Orloff, they went for it. Didn't work out. Now what? Now what do we do if you're Don Sweeney? Well, okay. There's there's two different questions. The first one is is Frederick and Swayman. What do you do to bring them back? You've got about enough room for them. You have five point four million dollars in cap space. You know Bergeron's not coming back. Krejci's still a question mark. I don't know if they're expecting him or not. I don't think he starts the season. I think he does what he did before, or maybe he joins later in the year, if if at all. I'm not counting on him at all. But five point four should be enough to get you Swayman and Frederick. I would think, right? Even if it's three and a half and one and a half or three and two or something like that, I feel like you should be able to make that work, especially, you know, if it has to be a shorter term deal, then so be it. But with with Bergeron officially gone, the idea is that Neely is now super motivated to get these guys signed before they go to arbitration. Swayman's uh, July 30th. Frederick is the next day or two days later at August 1st. We don't want either of those guys going to hearing. So I would expect that to happen in, in the next week. Okay, so you get those guys re-signed. Can you replace Bergeron? That's the second question. No, you can't. You can't. This is going to be a worse team than last year. This is going to (laughs) be... You look at like their lineup, their third line going into the playoffs last year is going to be better than our second line this year. The fourth line last year is better than our third line this year. You know, like you're, you're a full, whole elite line away worse than you were last year. And so you look at the top six, it's going to be some combination Zaka between Pasternak and Marchand Coyle between DeBrusque and JVR. You know what I mean? Like that's a bad second line. Those are good players. That's this is not, that's not a top six on a competitive team. Now they're not age in today's age of speed, skill, transition, fast moving, agile. Your second line is Coyle, JVR and DeBrusque. That ain't going to work. I'm splitting up Pasta and Marshawn anyway. I, I do Marshawn, um, DeBrusque, and Zaka. And put I don't Pasta think you on. can. I don't think you can. I think you have to load the first line. This could be, and I know, listen, I'm not dumping on the Bruins. Well, I am. This could be the most drastic points differential from one season to the next we've seen in the NHL. Setting the single season record. What did they get? 135? In that range, I, what, I what was their final that. number? I can't remember. They'll they might not hit a hundred. Tim, this team is bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's, it's bad. Not nearly as good. They have a strong defense. This is what they can hang their hat on. Their goaltending is good. We've seen it. It's proven. 
They have a strong defense. Grizzlick, McAvoy, Lindholm, Carlo are a formidable top four. That being said, can you keep those four guys? See, I I think Swayman and Forbert, or sorry, not Forbert. I think Swayman and Frederick are going to get the 5.4. I think they both will get 2.7. Maybe Swayman gets 3.25. I think that's going to eat up the whole cap number. And then you have to sign more guys. You have to fill out this roster. You can't just go into camp with those guys. They will be forced to move one of their defensemen. Right now, they have eight defensemen with NHL deals. You have McAvoy, Lindholm, Carlo, Grizzly, Forberg, Jakobs, Rohrbull, Kevin Shattenkirk, and Ian Mitchell. One of those guys has to be gone to start the season. I think it's Grizzly. I think he's your most valuable trade piece. He's 29 years old. He's going to be a UFA. They won't be able to afford him after this season. There's no way. So why not get rid of him now? Free up some cap space. It allows you to sign those two guys. Bring Krejci back if he wants to. If he doesn't want to come back, then you go fishing for another sentiment. You try to find a veteran. You're trying to do a trade. Maybe you bring in, I don't know, like a Logan Couture from San Jose. Let San Jose eat some of that cap or even go after a Mark Shifley from Boston or from Winnipeg. But you have to get some cap help either with Anaheim or Arizona or get that team to retain some cap. If you want to go for it, if you want to continue to contend or you don't, Tim, and you just say, you know what? We went for it last year. We're going to call up some guys from Providence. They have some okay prof prospects, Lauco, maybe Beecher, McLaughlin. <laughs> They're not great, but at least give some young guys some, some time in the show and see if they can develop. Maybe there's something there. Maybe there's not, but boy, <laughs> wild card, maybe this year, maybe. It, it could get ugly. I mean, they're still, like you said, they have a great goaltending tandem. They have some great defensemen. If you got McAvoy, if you got Allmark and Swayman, if you got Pasternak and Marshan, you're still going to win some games. Like this is not going to be, this is not going to be like an embarrassing season. It's not going to be, you know, I don't, they're not missing the playoffs. I got, yes, I, got they a, are. I got a DM from one of our listeners, Zach, last night. He said uh, he wants to make a bet that Canadians finish higher than the Bruins this year. What do you think? Very probable. When you, when you look at the East, the Bruins had 135 points last year. Who got worse? Did Pittsburgh get worse? No. Dubas is going for it. Florida's going to be good. They had that great playoff stretch. They'll be better. The Islanders didn't get worse. I don't think they'll be a contender, but I'm looking at the bubble teams. Buffalo will be improved. A young team gained some experience. They'll be better. Ottawa, who knows what Ottawa is going to do? Detroit is going to be better. Washington's going to be a dumpster fire. Everybody knows that. The Canadians. I don't think Canadians can have that big of a jump. But the teams around the Bruins, the contenders, the Leafs, the Lightning, the Rangers, the Devils, and the Hurricanes, they're all very good teams. Some of them maybe take a, took a slight step back. But Boston like took five or six massive steps backwards. This offseason and everyone knew it was going to happen, but ugh, they're a bubble team right now in my eyes. The Canadians thing, I think, is kind of a joke, but who do you think f- finishes higher this year, Buffalo or Boston? In Buffalo. I was just going to say the Sabres. I-, I think the Sabres will finish around 100 points, and I firmly believe Boston will be around 92, 94. They will have a 40 point swing this year. It's incredible. I mean, even if you brought the same players back, you, you were going to come way down. I think everything just went right last year. The health, the bounces, everything. So, like, we were going to get, I was quote-unquote, worse anyway. But it's a lot. <laughs> it sucks when you lose so many good players. Are you going to cry again when they, when they trade Pasternak? Oh, don't even stop. 
Do you think you regret signing that deal? No. No? No. Because he knew they, I mean, what was it going to be? One more year, Bergeron? Like, he knew that he was about to leave anyway. Same with Krejci. Krejci's his guy. So, no. Yeah. He's there till 3031. That's a long time. But so is McAvoy. So. I don't know. Do you think Marshawn comes back? He's only signed to 6.12. What an amazing contract that is. He's going to be 37 when his contract is up in 24, 25, end of the season. Do you think he resigns? Do you think he gets eight plus? Like, they got a lot of question marks. Do you trade him? Embrace the rebuild. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but there's a lot of unanswered questions in Boston. At least one of them got answered. Patrice Bergeron will not be back. The Bruins will have a new captain, or they won't. They'll do the dumb thing where they don't even name a captain. I have 17 assists, assistant captains. So dumb. Moving on. Another original six team is making waves. The Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> Finally, a team we never talk about. Finally, a team. Yeah. We, have we talked about them in the last five minutes? No. Ilya Samsonov gets signed. They're way over the cap. What are we going to do? Well, they they found a little avenue out. Matt Murray, maybe we might trade him. Maybe we might put him on waivers. Well, lo and behold, Tim, did you know Matt Murray's just been put on the LTIR? He can't even play. He's too hurt. Well, this smells. This stinks. This stinks of cap circumvention by the cheating Toronto Maple Leafs. Matt Murray, the goaltender who went down last year with an injury, who was eligible to play in the playoffs, per Sheldon Keefe, their coach. He said he is an option for game four. He's been cleared. He is healthy, Tim, for game four of the Stanley Cup playoffs last year. Last year, Tim. Like last season. Weeks ago. Say. Last okay. season. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, fast forward to now, July 27th, 2023, Matt Murray is unhealthy. He's unable to play. He's got to be put on the LTIR. You tell me how that happens. I'm not a doctor. How does a guy go from being able to play and healthy and cleared by the doctors? Fast forward a couple months. He hasn't done anything. Now he's on. He's unable to play. How how does that work, Tim? You're a doctor. Tell me. Well, okay, I can empathize with a player who has dealt with a lot of injuries. There's a lot of guys in the league who are seem to be always hurt, always missing time. Matt Murray seems to be one of those guys, and I can I can feel I want to feel sorry for him. I can empathize with him and sympathize and all that. And so, if he's got lingering stuff, and maybe it, it was like he wasn't totally healthy, but he would have been healthy enough to play over, you know. Shalgren or Wall or whoever else, right? Like, okay, we'd rather go with like a 70% Matt Murray than whatever backup or, or AHL guy or whatever. So healthy is like can be a relative term when the playoffs guys play through stuff. So maybe he's not fully healthy even still six weeks later. That said, how do you go from healthy to shut down for the season? Shut down for the entire season. That's where it's fishy. It's not just that he's not still healthy. It's that the Leafs are in, like the Bruins, cap hell, and all of a sudden... Their goal, he was healthy a month ago, is shut down for the entire season. That is where it's fishy. That's the part that's like, okay, there's some like, it's it's a loophole, right? It's a loophole for the league. A lot of teams have done it. Yeah, is it's a, a Joffrey. Problem? Sorry? Oh, Joffrey loophole, yeah. I like um, that. I'm going to start doing that. Am I the one who made that up? I haven't heard it before. It's a Joffrey. It's I like a Joffrey. It. Yeah, it, it's It's lame. It's shady, it's slimy, nobody likes it, but until the NHL closes that door, everyone will do it. If a veteran player is somewhat hurt, they're just going to shut them down. 
And I'm sure Matt Murray wants to play. I'm sure he wants to go somewhere to compete, but he's not a dummy. He's not going to get another job anywhere else. So what would you rather do? Would you rather stay in the city? You know, you have a house there. Your family's, you know, from the area. He played in Ottawa. Now he's in Toronto. He's familiar. Or would you just want to get sent down to the AHL and be bought out and just waste away? He's not dumb. He wants his full $4.68 million contract. If you get bought out, if you get put on waivers, you don't get that full amount. And you get the embarrassment of getting waived and this and that, and no one's going to pick you up. And then you, what do you do? Do you sign a two-way deal? He said, you know what? I'm done. I'm calling it a career. I had a good run. I won a couple Stanley Cups with Pittsburgh. I signed a big ticket. And now I'm done. I'm going to be 30 years old. I've made how much money in my career? Over 30 million dollars career earnings for Matt Murray. Good for him. And the Leafs, now they have $10 million in LTIR tied up. And they're still in cap hell. They still have to make moves, but this helps them. This helps them a lot. So good for them. Good for Brad Trevealing. Dodged a somewhat minor bullet. But until Gary closes this avenue, teams are going to use it. Why wouldn't you? It's just obvious. So I'm, I'm not mad at the Leafs. They're playing within the boundaries of the rules. Yes, it's shady. It's slimy. Nobody likes it. But what are you going to do? They have a good team. They're going to be Stanley Cup contenders. Moving on. Unless you want to touch on anything else, Tim. No, let's talk about the big next thing here. The big thing. We're staying in the East. Potentially the, con- the front runner for the Stanley Cup coming out of the Eastern Conference next year. The Carolina Hurricanes. I, I dug a little deeper into this team. I know I was I was dogging on on Tuesday. We were talking about the Aho extension. I'm like, hey, is he the guy? Is he not the guy? Well, our answer, our question has been answered. He's the guy. Carolina Hurricanes signed him $9.75 million for eight years. Yowza. That's that's a big number for Sebastian Aho. That's a big number for the Carolina Hurricanes. They're not used to handing out those big tickets. I believe it's the biggest contract in franchise history. It has to be. This is a team that is very tight with their money, very conservative with spending and trades. They usually sell high on guys without giving them the big contracts, the Justin Falks, the Dougie Hamiltons. They get rid of them before they hit the payday usually. So this is this is an outlier for them. This might be them taking the next step. But Don Waddell has reached an agreement with Sebastian Ajo. He's staying there forever, Tim. He is their guy. He's their 1C. What does this do for the Hurricanes? I went and looked at the roster. They didn't make any big, splashy additions. They get Dmitry Arlov. That's huge. They re-sign Ajo. That's massive. They re-sign their goaltenders. That's big. They bring in Tony Delangelo. They get Jesper Fast. They get Brandon Lemieux. A couple third, fourth-line guys who are going to be you know role players. A big one is Svechnikov. Is rumored to be back for game one. He was out with the torn ACL. That was a big loss in the playoffs. What does this do for the Hurricanes? Are they now firmly Stanley Cup contenders? Before they were a good team, we didn't know. But now, are are they contenders? Can we say they're contenders even without bringing in a goal scorer like everybody wants them to do? I think they've been contenders. I think they're now favorites. I think they're now maybe not number one, although they could be number one in the East. But they're like, they're in the top five contenders in the league right now top five favorites across both both western conference and eastern conference so yeah yeah they have to be why not i agree i firmly agree that they are i think they're the content top top contenders in the east i think the only other ones who might supplant them at this point the leafs they they, they're the obvious other team that are right there don't say the devils yeah don't don't you dare 
don't. Why? You you think the Devils are there? I think they're I think they're not there quite yet. I think the Leafs have more than the Devils do. The interesting thing is this to me: Carolina has embraced their identity. They didn't go out and kowtow to everybody's wants and screaming and everybody. We want a goal scorer. Go out and get us a goal scorer. We want Tarasenko or Kane. Go out and get us a legit goal scorer, please. They said, you know what? We're going to embrace who we are. We are Rod the Bod's team. We are defense first. We are a solid six in the back end. We have two really good goaltenders. And we are a deep forward group who plays the right way. And that's who they are. So I'm interested to see. If a team that has that build, no real superstars up front. Don't get me wrong. I love myself some Tuevo Teravina. Seth Jarvis, friend of the show, is a very good hockey player. But there's not a superstar out there, Tim. Aho's a superstar. There's not a superstar out there, Tim. Aho's a superstar. There is not a superstar on this team. What's a superstar in your eyes? Tell me right now. I mean... Top X player in the league, and whatever number you want to use, he's he's a superstar. He's a superstar. You look at like what he does on both ends of the ice. I saw a stat the other day. There's only like two players in the last three years that have 100 goals and 10 shorthanded goals. It's him and Bergeron. He's a Selkie level center who also puts up. He's he's his three 35 goal seasons, only 26 years old, and he's playing in a defensive system. He's the best penalty killer on the best penalty kill in the past decade. He's 13th in goals since he entered the NHL, which is more than like Kucherov and Crosby and a bunch of other players. He's a superstar. Period. I am. I apologize um, to everybody listening. Superstars in this league right now. McDavid. Dreisaitl. Pasternak. Kucherov. McKinnon. Kachuk. Robertson. Rantanen. Pedersen. Those are superstar forwards. I'd take Aho over Pedersen. You're so maybe Aho over Pedersen. I'll give you that. Maybe <laughs> Pedersen's not a superstar. Yeah. Braden Point, Mitch Marner, Panarin. Those are superstars. Let's not get let's not get it twisted. Aho is a great player. His highest point total in a season is 83, and that was four years ago. Tim. The guy hasn't cracked triple digits points. He is a very this is what this is why people think I'm a hater and oh, you're just like Sean Avery. No, I'm not. People say things like this that aren't true. Aho is a very good player. It's okay that he's not a superstar. You're dumping on my point. Carolina, we're going to find out if they can win without a superstar. Every team that's won in the recent memory has had superstars. Vegas, superstars. Mark, Sh- Mark Stone, Jack Eichel are, are, are better than Sebastian Aho. Don't give me the side eye. Colorado, McKinnon, Rantanen, all those teams have superstars. Tampa Bay, Kucherov, Stamkos, Hedman, superstars, superstars. Carolina has a roster full of very, very good players. Kaki and Emmy, Svechnikov, Teravine and Aho, Jarvis, Nikas, deep team, third and fourth line, Stallfast, Bunting, Martinuk, Drury, Nozin, deep team. Incredible defense, Berm, Slavin, Shea, Pesci, D'Angelo, Orlov, Chatfield waiting in the wings for a physical team. Deep team. No superstars anywhere, even on the back end. I know Jakob Slavin is a good good player, not a superstar defenseman. There. That's what what I'm interested to find out. Can a team that's deep, well-disciplined, win the Stanley Cup? That's what we're going to find out. And you have to come in and dump all over my point. And you're wrong. And you're absolutely wrong. 
Is is Jack Hughes a superstar? In New Jersey, not yet. He will be. <laughs> this year he will be. Okay. All right. What are you trying? Are you trying to get me, Tim? Because he has no. I'm just curious. Points? I'm trying to understand. I don't think. I don't think you can say Braden Point is a superstar and Sebastian Ajo isn't. But Braden Point had 51 goals this year. 51. That's a superstar. You get 50. You get 50 goals. You're a superstar. Oh, but he scored 35 a couple times. I don't think DeBrinket's a superstar. He's got. You think DeBrinket's a superstar, Tim? No, no. But he scored 40 goals a couple times. Mm-hmm. You I made my point. I made my point. I stand and it's by. wrong. Okay. It's, it's wrong. You're welcome to you're welcome to your opinion. Oh my gosh. That's like my wife. Oh. I'm sorry you're so upset, but I have my your opinion's wrong. It's wrong. What's All the right. thing that she said to you in the car that, that set you off? I can't you expect him to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. What do you want him to do? I don't know. Not cut me off. So I plow into the construction cones. Woman. Oh, that's what my dad would say. I used to say, you go, woman, make me a sandwich. I felt like saying that. Gosh, darn it. All right. Good for Carolina. Great player sign. 9.75. Good deal for him or good deal for the team. Both. I mean, obviously, I think he could get more if he wanted to, but I think it's a team. I wouldn't say it's a, it's a team friendly deal. You think it's he can a, get more? If he was in the open market, you don't think he's getting 10? No. So 9.75 that he signed with a team he's been with his whole career was his absolute max. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Look at the comparables who are around him. The guys who, who have that much. Kucherov. Mark Stone. Ovechkin, Point, Kachuk. Is Aho better than any one of those players? Yes, Ovechkin. <laughs> he makes exactly the same amount as Johnny Gaudreau. Is, is Johnny a superstar? Yeah. No, no, no. Gosh. Johnny's on the fence. Points. Yeah. Johnny's on the fence. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's in he's in the conversation. Aho's not in the conversation. Which two-way players have been superstars? Do you, you call Bergeron a superstar at his peak? Yeah. Datsuk? Tim, don't be... Obviously. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. Okay. yeah. Was, yeah, was Lemieux? <laughs> yeah. Was Mario Lemieux a superstar? Was Solani a good goal scorer? Like, it's just like... It's just embarrassing. This is a Dropping the Gloves podcast. This is high-end content. You can't be throwing out this stuff is just like ridiculous. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. I apologize. All right, moving on. Some minor news. People are upset about this. Rocky Words passes away. Just like some of the comments that people are posting are atrocious. Okay. I don't care. We all know what he did. He covered up the sexual scandal. He had that awful interview where we're not going to answer questions. The guy made some terrible, terrible mistakes. To say rest in piss is disgusting people like let's grow up this guy passed away he's a human being it's it's a it's a sad thing that he died he made a lot of mistakes he did a lot of things wrong but let's just grow up and not be so locked into what he did he's a human he passed away he actually did put the blackhawks on the map he invested a ton of money he got him on tv he did a lot of good he did a lot of things bad so yeah he's he's dead Chicago just seems to be in the in the headlines. 
You got Bedard. You signed Taylor Hall. The owner passes away. Good and bad. What are your? Th- do you want to touch on this? I don't know anything about him other than what you already mentioned. So, all of my interactions with him, fantastic. Did you like? Really it? like? Yeah, I liked him. I thought he was great. I wasn't around for the whole 2010 saga, all that stuff, the the covering up. I wasn't aware of any of it. So it's just it's a, it's a dumpy situation. Yeah, he should. Yeah. Anyways, I don't want to get, go down that rabbit hole. He's dead. Um, condolences to his family. All right. Tim's been chomp, chomping at the pit for this thing for the last three days. He was all jacked up on Monday when we when we got in. It's the puck dude, puck a do, puck He is very excited. I don't know how many people do this. I don't know how this is going to go. This is the first time I'm seeing this list now. I didn't cheat. Like Tim probably already has the players locked in, loaded. Let's play puck doo Let's do it. So it's it's Sudoku, but with hockey teams and players. So we're going to try to figure it out. We're going to put some players in. You have nine spaces. Down the left side, we got Toronto, Montreal, and Carolina. On the top, we have St. Louis, Edmonton, and Swedish nationality. So the idea is you have to find a player that fits both rankings. So the first one, St. Louis and Toronto. That's an easy one. It's Roman Pollock. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. I'll get the first one. 1% of people have guessed Roman Pollock. I am a magician. Tim, would you like to take the second category? Leafs, Oilers. Um, I don't do them. I don't, I don't go in order. I, do, I see which ones I can get first. And then I come back and think about the harder ones. So I can do some of them. I don't have to think more about that one. Okay. Well, which one do you already have teed up? I, um, Oilers and Hurricanes. New Eric Cole. No, don't go him. All right. You can do Eric Cole. I try to go guys. I know was, did Fernando Pisani played for Carolina? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll go Swedish nationality for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Rest in peace, Bjorn Salming. What do you, what do you, or what do you want to go? Matt Sundin? Uh, Nylander. <laughs> Nylander. All right, you're up. <clears throat> Come on, Tim. Uh, okay. Blues. We got Blues Montreal. We got Blues Carolina. We got Edmonton Montreal. We got a Canadian Swedish nationality, and we got a Carolina Swedish nationality. I feel like the Swedish nationality is the easiest, but it could also be the hardest. I'll go next. Montreal Swedish nationality, a guy who I absolutely love playing against. I busted him open for one of the biggest gashes I've ever seen in my life, Douglas Murray. So Montreal Swedish nationality, Douglas Murray. Bingo, bango, bongo, 7%. I'm on fire. I've got three of the four so far. Tim, we need you to step up to the plate. I already what did we some of here? these this morning. I was thought the idea was for you to do it. Oh, no, this is a team effort because I can't get them all. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if I can either. Let's go. Um, Who do you got? Let me think. Oilers, Canadians. I know there's listeners that have the answers that are just screaming at their at their car right now. Um God, I wasn't prepared for this. This is dead air. I know. Who did you pick? I don't know any answers. I got Edmonton, Montreal. I got Toronto, Edmonton. I don't know. Everybody, if you know the answers, let us know because I'm just 
drawing a blank right now. I think you need to have time, Tim, to to negotiate these. Yeah, I'm going to pull up my computer. I did it this morning. Oh, here we go. So I, I did Carlo Koliakovo for the Blues and Maple Leafs. Oh, I got one. Ready? Yeah. For the Maple Leafs and Oilers, friend of the show, Tyler Ennis. Oh, gosh, that is a good one. 1%. 1%. St. Louis and Carolina, that'd be Justin Falk. Nice, okay, 38%. 38%. We got Swedish nationality for Carolina. Is that cocky, Nemi? He's Finnish, I believe, but I do what have about, one there. What about um, the guy we just talked about, Aho? I think he's also Finnish. Those Finns, they get all the money. Who do you got for Swede? Elias Lindholm. He played for Carolina. I forgot Came that. With them, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. All right, we got two more. Edmonton, Montreal. There has to be someone who's overlapped Edmonton, Montreal. Oh, man. This is the right, one that I got? got this morning. Yeah. Who is it? Alice Hemsky. Oh, very good. All right, last one. We got St. Louis, Montreal. And the answer is who, Tim? This is the one I couldn't get. Um, what do you think? I don't know. I don't know the answer. Ready? Yeah. Uh-huh. Jake Allen. Oh, goaltender Jake Allen. Good for him. Never think of the goalies. All right, we did it. We got nine and a nine. Uniqueness, 110. I think Roman Polak helped us out there. Let's see the obvious answers. We got Paul Viari was an obvious answer for Carolina Edmonton. Yes, for fast. Marcus Naslin for finish for Montreal. Swedish. Jeff Petrie. O'Reilly. I forgot about that. Toronto, uh, St. Louis. That's an obvious one. And Zach Hyman. Good for him. Edmonton, Toronto. All right, everybody. And Matt Sundin. Swedish nationality. Very good. I appreciate everybody for listening. Go go out and think of Tim for Patrice Bergeron. He's going to have a rough night, probably a rough weekend. But yeah, keep him in your prayers. He's going to need it. Lots of tears. Let it out. We'll be here for you. And we'll be here for everybody else on Monday or Tuesday. I hope everybody has a good weekend. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. 